the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Messy Walk podcast and happy Thanksgiving. If you're listening to this Thanksgiving week, happy Thanksgiving. Um, We hope you have a great one with your families. This week, we are having a very special episode because today I am joined not by Pastor Adam, but I'm joined by Allie Krabs. Allie, say hey. Hey, guys. (laughs) I'm super excited to be here. Yes. So um, a few weeks ago, or actually probably a few months ago by now, Um, When I first started hosting the podcast, we had a phone interview with a guy named Josh Krabs. That is Allie's husband, and they are both missionaries in the Dominican Republic together. So today, instead of Josh, we have Allie, and her and her husband and her kids are here visiting with us. Her husband's going to be teaching at our church on Sunday, and so we are super excited to have them. So Allie, tell us a little about yourself. Tell us about what you do in the Dominican, Mm -hmm. about your family, all of it. Yeah, so uh, we work for an organization called Casas Por Cristo. And so ultimately, we are a home building organization that works with the local church. Um, And the easiest way to explain it is we are a ministry tool for these pastors. These pastors are the ones that are in their community, they see and know the struggles of their own people way more than Josh and I as foreigners will ever be able to understand. Um, And so because of that, we rely on the local church, the local pastors to um, present the families to us, I guess. And once they choose the families, we partner them with a local church like Union um, to build a home for them in the Dominican Republic where we are. But we also right. work in Mexico and Guatemala and Nicaragua. Wow. So cool. I actually got the opportunity to go this summer to be a part of a Casas build. And it was so crazy cool to see a house built in three days. Like that was insane. Cause mm-hmm. you get to like the second day and you're like, there's no way, there's no way that this <laughs> is going to get done. How can we build a house in three days? And then you get to that third day and everything's coming together and you're like, Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. this really happened. And to see how it blesses a family and a community comes together, the, like the neighbors that live around them and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It really brings people together and yeah, it's a an home is the greatest tangible need anyone in this world will ever need or have. Yeah. Um, and so to provide that the greatest need, a secure home, a home that doesn't leak when it rains, a home that they can securely lock their doors and feel safe and to be able to like provide that safety and security in the name of Jesus. So that's like the biggest thing about it. It's in the name of Jesus. It has the power to transform lives in such a beautiful way um, because it is a tangible example of God's love. Like Jesus has given us a free gift of salvation. And in a sense, like this is a tangible model of that in present day. Yeah, absolutely. It's so cool. Cause if you were just to go and meet like a spiritual need and not show them like, oh, actually like we can help you with like these physical needs too, you know, one without mm-hmm. the other, it's kind of like mm-hmm. imbalanced. But when you can come together and bring both like, um, like meet a spiritual need and meet their physical needs, it's mm-hmm. 
really, really, really cool. And that's exactly the way we work with the local church because those pastors, once you guys leave, once union leaves, once a team leaves, those pastors are still there in the day-to-day discipling and walking with those families um, way past the time that yeah. like even Josh and I will be there potentially. Yeah. And so it is a really beautiful example of the gospel and the kingdom working together. Absolutely. It's so cool. If you ever get the chance to go on a Casas trip, absolutely take it. It is so cool. I just went on one this past summer and I'm hoping to go again sometime. Um, So we are going to continue our series that we've been in since Christians ignore that mess us up. Allie, I don't know. I don't think we talked about this before recording, but we have been in a series called since Christians ignore that mess us up. And so we've talked about gossip and gluttony and comfort. And I'm trying to think of a few others. My mind is drawing a blank, but we've talked through, mm-hmm. this will be episode nine. So we've talked okay. through eight other ones. Um, so we're going to continue that series today. And the topic for this episode is busyness. Um, And I think everybody can agree that we are busier now than we've ever been, or it feels like it at least. Mm -hmm. It feels like things just get busier and busier. Um, Maybe it just comes with getting older or what, but I feel like life just gets busier and busier. And even when we have downtime, even when we have rest time, I know personally, I just always end up on my phone. I'm like, oh, I can take this day. I can rest. And then half the time I'm on TikTok. (laughs) I'm like, Mm -hmm. what, where did my day go where I was going to rest? I don't feel rested. Mm -hmm. Um, even I even mentioned like a few episodes ago that um, the first thing I do in the morning and I don't like it, it's a habit I'm trying to break, but I grab my phone. That's the first thing that I do. It's like a terrible habit for me and I'm trying to break that habit, but I just feel like we're constantly bombarded with all these things that are keeping us busy and um, in an era of social media that we live in right now, you know, we can do all these things. We can shop anytime. We can contact anybody we want anytime. We can catch up with anybody. You know, like we just have all of these different options and it's hard to slow down. Mm-hmm. It's hard to not be busy. Mm-hmm. So, Allie, I'm going to throw it over to you and ask you, like, what does busyness look like in the Dominican? Does it look the same as what you see here in the U.S.? Does it look different? Like, what mm-hmm. are some similarities and differences, I guess, that you see? That is a good question. I think um, no matter where you are in the world, just the fact that we all have access to cell phones and social media, I think that's the biggest thing, social media, that inherently makes us all way more busy because we can't disconnect. And so the Dominican is the same in that where they are constantly connected. You have people watching TikTok there just like you have people watching TikTok in the states. Yeah. Um so that is the same. I think one of the things that I have really loved about living in the Dominican that is different from the United States is their what's the word? How do you say it? They value people Hmm. over value like time. And so I say that. um, So in the States, like everything we do is very efficient, right? So you can order your McDonald's. It's already (laughs) fast. But you can order your McDonald's on your phone, drive up, it comes they out a minute after you drive in and then you can go about your day, right? Um, Things are not efficient in the Dominican Republic because they value people over Mm -hmm. 
time. That is so cool. Um, and so you see that literally in every single thing that you do. Um, and for my husband, as the country director for our location, it drives him insane because he thinks that he can knock out like X, Y, Z in the day where really he can only like do X right. because it's you're going to spend your time talking and hanging out and then you're going to get to the work like okay so for example here in the United States if I need something from you Chloe I might text you I might say hey Chloe can you come watch my kids at 7 p.m on Friday and that might be it in the text I don't have any like niceties or anything like that right we're in the Dominican if I'm going to talk to somebody we're going to spend like the first 15 minutes just discussing our days. How is the family? Oh, wow, they're doing that? That's so interesting. And then after we've like connected, then I would go and say like, hey, Chloe, do you think you would be able to watch my kids on Friday? And so there's just this level of personal connection that they have there that we miss in the United States because we are so efficient and we value efficiency. It, it continues this pattern of busyness because we can fit more and more and more and more in our day. And if we have filled every single minute of our time, then we've had a good day. Mm. Right. Yes. Yes. That means that we have had, an effective day, that means that we have been the best stewards with our time and we have accomplished all of the goals and then some. Yeah. And so one of the blessings of living in the Dominican Republic is forcing ourselves to slow down. Mm. So yes, are they busy like the rest of the world? In essence, 100%. Yeah. But culturally, they value people over time and so in everything you do you see that yeah um yeah and that's been that's been a really cool lesson for me to learn um over the seven years of us living there wow that is so cool I even like when you were saying that I remembered um noticing when we were building there this past summer the neighborhood that we were in I noticed that people weren't like doing like a lot of different things like the families around like they would just sit on the porch and like neighbors would go and sit with each other and they would just talk mm-hmm. and they were nobody was sitting on their phone like they were actually having like conversations whereas here like looking around like if you go somewhere to hang out with people and you look around at some point everybody's gonna pick up their phone and all look at it because one person pulls out their phone and then everybody is like knee-jerk reaction They're like I'm getting on my phone too <laughs> yes. so I noticed that that didn't happen and I was like I just thought that was so cool. I was like, they just really like value time together. Mm-hmm. I thought that was amazing and kind of went along with what you were saying. Um, so what would you say busyness looks like in your life personally in the DR? Ooh, um, personally, that can probably take different forms depending on the season of life that we're in. Yeah. Um, right now, busyness for me is my children. Mm. Um, every part of the day is filled with them and their needs. Um, and then you add in social media. So the, the breaks quote unquote that I have are filled with my phone instead of like actually 
being renewed. And yeah. so therefore, ultimately, like what what does that mean? I'm just left with nothing because I give and give and give to my kids. And then I go to social media and I'm still not rested. Yeah. So it's like this chronic tiredness that I have. And I've done it to myself, to be completely honest. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. I think everybody could probably relate in some sense to like the free time being filled by like, okay, I get on my phone and then I walk away. Like personally, I walk away from my time on my phone. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I feel more drained. Mm -hmm. Like I thought that was going to be my rest time, but now I feel like I have less to give Mm -hmm. like what you were saying. Um, So do you ever get so busy within ministry, like within the ministry of CASAs that you forget why you're doing what you're doing? Have you ever had a time like that? Oh, a hundred percent. So, um, a part of what we do is we have teams come in. And right. so um, during the summer and spring break, we are at our busiest typically. COVID has changed things, but pre-COVID, we would have like three teams in a row and then one week off. Um, or in the summertime, gosh, there was one summer that I think this was before children, but there was one summer that we built six homes in wow. a row. Wow. Um And so what that means is we're dropping the team off at the airport on Saturday, picking another team up on Sunday, and then we start the process all over again. Wow. Um, So in those times, it's definitely, it's, you rely on your own strength, or it can be easy to rely on your own strength in those moments and not God. And it's easy to lose sight that this is more than a job. This is a ministry. This is pointing people back to the Lord. Um, And so, yes, we have definitely seen times in our ministry where overall good things are happening because families are receiving houses, but like as Josh and I, as, as a couple, as missionaries, as ministers, whatever you want to say, um, we're just depleted because we've been doing and doing and doing, but we haven't had time to rest ourselves. Yeah. That's a lot. I cannot imagine. Like I was so exhausted after one build. I cannot imagine going like dropping a team off, picking a team up, doing it all over again. Mm -hmm. Like you guys do. That must be so much. That sounds very busy. (laughs) It is. And you have to think about it too. Like As a leader, we are exerting ourselves physically, building the home, but we also want to pour into our teams. We also want to make those like deep spiritual connections um, with you guys because we want you all to experience God on such a deeper level. So we're giving physically, emotionally, and spiritually (laughs) all together, and it is it, it can be very draining. It's life-giving and draining at the yeah. same time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that sounds... Ooh, I'm just thinking about doing one build after another. I'm like, <laughs> but yeah, I can see how it would be spiritually draining too. And even while you were saying that, I was thinking like, I get caught up like working at the church. I get so caught up in making sure all the things get done. Mm-hmm. And if I've gotten a lot done in that day, then that means I'm doing a good job at my job and forgetting that like, okay, like I work with the teenagers, there's spiritual responsibility there that I have with them. And I even had one girl come up to me one time and she was just telling me, you know, she was going through something. And I was like, you know, like you can talk to me about stuff and all of this. And then she was like, well, I want to talk to you, but you're always like really running around and so busy trying to make sure everything gets done. And she didn't mean anything by it, but it was, I was so glad she said it. Mm -hmm. It was like a wake up call for Mm -hmm. me that I was like, I'm so caught up in making sure that I pull off all these things well on a Sunday night service for these teenagers and realizing I'm missing that connection with them. 
Like I'm getting everything done and everything's a success and that's awesome. But if all I can walk away saying is like, oh, it was a good service, you know, like everything went smoothly and I didn't make real connection. Mm -hmm. Then like, what, what was the point of it? I just pulled off a production basically. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So there's a scripture that um, we want to pull into this. Um, Allie's going to read it for us. It is Luke 10, 38 through 42. Her husband's actually teaching on it this Sunday. Well, we're recording it. It'll be this Sunday. But when this episode releases, it will have been, it will have already happened. So yeah, he'll be teaching on Luke 10, 38 through 42. And it's okay. (laughs) She's pulling it up on her phone right now. It just takes a minute sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it was all pulled up and then it just disappears it It happens yeah that's why it always happens to me that way so when me and adam record i always like end up screenshotting it because i'm like i just know it's going to disappear on me it's going to take me a long time to get back all right (laughs) here we go guys um luke 10 38 through 42 it says at the home of martha and mary is where we're starting off as jesus and his disciples were on their way He came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but things are needed or indeed only one. Sorry, I'm going to repeat that. But few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Hmm. So what we, what I originally saw in this scripture is that obviously the issue of busyness isn't necessarily new. It just looks different now. And like we were saying earlier, it's kind of amplified because of social media. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not new. So it's been an ongoing issue. And I even when I was preparing for this episode, I think it was like two days ago, I listened to a podcast by Craig Groeschel and he was talking about busyness and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And he was saying that like as Christians, if we are aiming to live like Jesus lived and become more like him, if you look at his time of ministry in the New Testament, you never see Jesus rushing from one thing Hmm. to another thing and trying to get everything done. You see him, like it never says, and Jesus ran from one place to the next. It's like he was walking, like he was just walking places and (laughs) doing stuff. You know, he even pointed out that like when the Roman official comes to him and he's like, my daughter's dying, I need you to come heal her. It doesn't say Jesus takes off running and rushes to his home and shows up and heals her. It's like, actually he takes his time and there's even what may have been perceived as an interruption where like this another lady comes and she's healed and so then it slows down even more and I'm sure the Roman official was like come on come on come on we gotta go but we never see Jesus in a rush Mm -hmm. and so I think that is kind of a wake-up call for us is if we're in a rush you know trying to do all these things for God or just trying to do a bunch of things in general then like there's an imbalance somewhere yeah um so how do we fix this issue? What are some practical steps, I guess? Do you have any ideas of like practical steps that we can take to slow down? Yeah, I think, um, man, there's so many good ones. I mean, first of all, we can 
take time away from our cell phones, right? So that's a big thing. The email does not need to be answered right now. Um, The text message does most likely does not need to be answered right this second. And so just simply like when you're spending time with your family, when you're spending time with your spouse, when you're spending time with your friends, putting your phone away so you are present in that moment. Even like... Gosh, something as simple as putting it away at a restaurant. Um, Because when we're constantly, when we constantly have something in our face, we're not open to what God is doing in that moment. Yeah. Right? Um, That's true. We cut ourselves off from the Holy Spirit, I feel like, Mm -hmm. in those times. And then we ultimately cut ourselves off from like what God is trying to do in those moments because we have something in our face that's taking up our time. We have something in our face that's saying like, no, this is what you need to be doing. And so we do, we cut ourselves off from the Holy Spirit in yes, that. Absolutely. Um, and so just being intentional by putting your phone away is something that we can all do. And I'm sure we all need to do it. Um, I also think that here in the United States, like I said before, if we have every minute of our day filled, then we feel like we had a productive day, right? Um, And I think not everyone has this problem, but I think the majority of us have a problem with saying no. Um, If somebody asks us to do something, we're... Which is not a bad thing. It is a good thing to help people. It is a good thing to say, like, I am here if you need me. Mm-hmm. But we also have to say, like, no, I am. I have been gone all day at work. I am not going to fill my schedule tonight because I need to be with my family. Right. I need to take that time with my spouse. So <clears throat> take that time with God, mm-hmm. right? And so just being able to say no and that be good enough, I think is also a really big deal. And I feel like for mo like you have Martha and Mary right here. So Martha's gonna be the doer. She's gonna be the one that's going and going and going. And that's not a bad thing, right? But there's a time and a place. And so there are gonna be yeah. seasons where you do need to say yes. But I think the majority of us, and speaking specifically on the issue of busyness, we need to learn to say no as a culture yeah. um, and say, I'm going to take this time to rest mm-hmm. because it's not valued in U.S. culture. Absolutely. Resting is not a value. Nope, yeah, not resting is seen as lazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. you, you slept in today? No, no, no. You should have been up with the sun. You should have right. gone on your five mile <laughs> run. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a runner. but <laughs> Me either. Not at all. <laughs> um, so I think... Yeah, I think just being able to say no, um, choosing to be intentional with your time is not easy. It's a discipline Mm -hmm. to say no. I am going to be present. I'm going to put my phone down. I am going to take my kids to the park instead of putting a television show on. Again, not yeah. bad, right? But just being intentional with your time, um, and then also being intentional with God, um, making that t- 
time to spend with him and not just mindlessly looking on your phone. Yeah. You just spend an hour on TikTok. I just spend an hour on Instagram's my thing. Right. That's, that's <laughs> my thing. I just spent an hour on Instagram where I could have been listening to a podcast or a sermon or diving into my word or something mm-hmm. along those lines. Mm-hmm. But because I was not intentional with my time, it just, the day went away. Yeah. Right. And so being intentional is a discipline. Yes. Um, and without that, I don't think we can get rid of busyness in yeah. our life. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think even while you're saying that, I was thinking like, it's a practice of self-control, like putting your phone down, self-control, mm. saying no to things is a practice of self-control. Because if you're just saying yes to everything, yes to picking up your phone, yes to this person, yes to that person, yes to, you know, all these things. And like they're things are pretty out of control at that point. You're just saying <laughs> yes. yes to everything. Yep. So And you're forgetting about yourself. Right. And so when we give out of emptiness, then we're not, I don't know, we're not really giving it of anything. Yeah. Right. You can't pour from an empty cup is what I've always heard. Exactly. And so if we're taking that time to rest, like scriptures command, Josh said it in the sermon this week that um, we are commanded to rest more than we are told in the Bible not to have adultery. Yeah. Like, whoa, that, that should be like big, bright <laughs> right. lights. Like rest, 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 exactly. rest. Um, exactly. But we just, we don't. Yeah, it's true. That makes me think about, I had this scripture when we were preparing, it came to my mind, Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. And we might've even covered this on the podcast rec- before, but I love this verse and it says um, then Jesus said come to me all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give to you is light so when we see when we come to Jesus he's not like let me add a few more things to your schedule instead he's like just come be with me like let me give you rest it doesn't have to be you know, crazy busy all the time. Like if we just create that time, like what Josh said in a sermon, like creating margin, giving yourself mm-hmm. that extra time to just sit and be at the feet of Jesus because busyness keeps you from that. Mm-hmm. You can't spend time with Jesus if your schedule is constantly rolling. So um, yeah, with all of that, I think we already talked about like practicing being in the moment, you know, like it is a gift also. I think we're talking about the people in the Dominican just taking time to be with each other, just to be present. Like that is a gift that you can give people is just being present with them, being mm-hmm. present with God. Because if your mind is preoccupied, like you said, you're cutting yourself off from what the Holy Spirit might want to do in a moment. You know, if someone's talking to you and you're just like scrolling on your phone while they're trying to talk to you, you're cutting yourself off from what God might want to use you for in that moment or even do in you through a conversation through that moment. Mm-hmm. So it's very challenging. Um, so, Sabbath rest. What does that look like? How can we practice that in such a busy schedule? Oh, man. Sabbath rest. I think, well, if you look back to scripture, you can see what God intended your Sabbath rest to look like. Mm -hmm. You weren't supposed to gather water. You weren't supposed to literally do anything that day. Um, And it was a time specifically to be in your home, not go anywhere, not do anything, but just stay. Yeah. Um, And 
I think if we just even set a time, it doesn't have to be a full day. I don't think it has to be a full day. But if we just set a time to be home, Mm -hmm. um, not doing things, heck, I mean, even if, if it fills your family's tank to watch a movie, do that together, right? Play a game together. Um, I talk about families because I have two young kids. So that's where my, that's where my mind constantly goes. But um, I think it really is just setting time aside, whether it's Saturday night, whether it's Sunday evening, whatever that is and saying like, no, we are choosing not to do anything right now. And I think that if we choose to do this collectively as Christians, individually, you will start to see a renewal in your spirit, a renewal Mm -hmm. in your family, um, even a renewal in your relationships. Because when we're not filled with all the things, then God can fill us up. Absolutely. Um, And then you have more to give to your friendships. You have more to give to the kids that you are ministering to. You have more to give to your spouse, to your kids. Um, But if we don't take that time, then we just, we don't have it. We're not getting filled up. And I, I, I would say too, like going to church with your family on Sunday it's good, but that's not what Sabbath is. Like yeah. it is actually taking that time, separating yourself and heck, putting away your phone for three hours a night yeah, and just being. Yes. And that's hard. That's hard for people. Yes, it is really <laughs> hard. I just last week I was like, okay, my phone time, it's out of control. And so I turned it off for an entire evening. I felt amazing. Mm-hmm. I felt so like, like I just pulled out a book. Like I was like, I'm just going to read this book. I've been wanting to continue reading it. And I took that time and I felt so refreshed, like just from a few hours mm-hmm. of just like sitting in my room, reading, you know, spending time with my family. I felt so much more refreshed than if I had spent those hours on my phone. Yeah. And I see that difference when I get off my phone for an hour and a half versus if I read a book for an hour and a half, I see how I feel after. And it is so different Mm -hmm. (laughs) so different I think for me so practically in my life what I do um, especially I have two young kids I have a one-year-old and a four-year-old my four-year-old is starting to be a little bit more self-sufficient he can go outside and play by himself like he doesn't constantly need me at his side but my one-year-old does my one-year-old's at that stage where she's gonna fling herself off of something or put something in her mouth that she shouldn't she constantly needs whatever yeah um so for me one of the ways that I really try to like disconnect um in a time where I feel like I can't because I got littles um is I will just in the morning specifically I'll get my coffee and I'll turn on worship music. We don't turn the TV on. We don't do anything. We just turn worship music on. My kids are playing. I drink my coffee. And that is just such... That's like, I just sighed. (laughs) Right. So I was feeling the same way. I was like, oh, that sounds lovely. Like, it's just a moment that I can sit in the wonderful blessings that God has given me and my kids, yeah. right? Um, and 
my spirit is being filled. You listen to the worship music. You listen to like the words that God is speaking and your spirit is filled. And that's something so little. And honestly, it's like 30 minutes out of the morning, right? Like it's not even this big, long extended time. Um, But when I start my days off like that, it just, it changes the trajectory um, of the day because I've focused and I've been intentional with filling my heart and my soul with like things of God. Yeah. Um, And that's, that's what I do for me personally, um, just to take a moment, take a step back and say like, no, today is for the Lord. Today we're focusing and let's go, God. Like, we got this. (laughs) Yes, it's like a refocusing of your day. And I can see such a difference when I have those mornings where I start with worship music or a podcast or stuff like what you're saying. You can tell how it changes the course of your day. Like, it sets a tone for it that, like, you know, getting on my phone and looking at Facebook for the first thing in the morning, like, can't do. Mm -hmm. Like, it can't set, I mean, it can set a tone for my day, but it's not the tone that I want. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I had another thought that I was thinking about. Um, I don't remember what it was though. I think with the scripture that we read earlier about Mary and Martha, um, it's obvious that God is trying to show us that there's value in slowing down and value and pausing. And like you said, it's not about, you know, maybe you can't afford to do a whole day of Sabbath rest right now, you know, that's okay. Maybe it's about the little steps that we take of sitting at Jesus's feet. Maybe it's just for a few hours or a few minutes in the morning, um, and not valuing all the things that we could get done in that time over the value of spending time with Jesus, I think is something that it's not about revolutionizing your whole life and Mm-mm. throwing out all this stuff at once and, you know, recreating your schedule. But it's about like taking those small moments, being like, I have five minutes here. I'm yep. going to read the Bible verse of the day. Mm-hmm. I have three minutes here. I'm going to listen to a worship song. Mm-hmm. You know, I have 30 minutes. I'm going to find a podcast. Right. Um, I think before before I lived outside of the States and I had to like commute to work and all those times, yeah. some of the most life-giving times of my spiritual walk was my alone time in the car. Yeah. And like listening to worship music or listening to a sermon or whatever, or just having it all shut off and just talking to God or like yeah. a, not even talking, like sitting in God's presence. Um those, I mean, I can still just remember them, but yeah. those are such simple things that we can do. Every, almost everybody has a commute to work, yes. right? Yeah. Even if it's five minutes or an hour, I don't right. know. I don't know what Danville commute looks like. But. <laughs> Typically like 15 minutes because wherever you live in the city, you're 15 minutes from everything. <laughs> well, if for that 15 minutes right. on your way to work, on your way home, turn off the radio and just sit in God's presence or listen to worship music or um, pray a scripture. Yeah. You know, um, there is power in the word of God. Um, What is it? It like, it cuts like a double-edged sword. It's like there's nothing that's going to be more powerful in your life than scripture. So if there's something that you're really struggling with, find a scripture and make that your mantra. Pray through it. Like mm-hmm. put it on your your uh, bathroom mirror yes. as you're getting ready. Yeah. Um, because 
like the word of God has the power to transform your life. And so um, even if it's something like putting that scripture, I don't know, where can you put it in your car? That's It's not like a bad thing, but just put it there so you know that it's there and speak that over yourself. Whether you're struggling with depression, like reading a scripture on joy or um, anxiety, like God, what's the scripture that, um, why, why are you worrying? He takes care of the birds in, in the air. And like, he knows all of the hairs on your head. Um, he's not going to let you go. He knows the struggles that you have. Um, he knows the joys that you have and, and the word of God can speak into that. Yes, Um, absolutely. And that is also a powerful tool to like, draw us closer to the Lord and refocus us. And I I think, I know for me personally, that's probably the hardest thing for me to do is like really dive into the word of God. Um, And I blame it on time, right? Like I don't have time. If I just read this and I don't understand it, I have to study it and I have to like look at all these other texts. Um, but that's just an excuse, right? Because the Holy Spirit is inside of us yeah. and like God's spirit is alive in that scripture. Yes. Um, and so for me to like downplay the power of that in my life is yeah. my own fault. Yes, I'm right there with you. Like I, I feel like, you know, sometimes I'll have these moments where I like I finally take the time to read my Bible. I'm like, oh man, like why don't I do this more often? Because <laughs> you, re- you just forget like that they're really, it's alive and active. There's so mm-hmm. much power in knowing the word and soaking your heart and your mind in it and being able to recall scriptures like you'll find yourself going through something or having something come up and then a scripture comes to mind and it's totally the holy spirit bringing it to mind Mm -hmm. but how can you bring it to mind if you're not studying it? if you don't Mm -hmm. know it then how can it you know come to mind Mm -hmm. so yeah the holy spirit's never going to contradict anything that's in the word of god right and that's how you know that's that's how you know god's like good perfect and pleasing will is that you have the holy spirit inside of you then you also take it back to scripture yeah um and though if you have those two tools like whoa you are a force to be reckoned with absolutely and like satan beware Right. right. Absolutely. <laughs> like you, you're going to do great things in the kingdom if yes. you can like really get those two things yes. in line. I don't know if yes. that makes sense. No, it's, it makes a lot of sense. So in a world of valuing, like I feel like our world values so much of what you get done every day and all this stuff, if we can learn to be a people of like, you know, we, we're responsible, we get stuff done, but we're not prioritizing getting everything done over time with God. I think we will see a shift in our own lives. Mm-hmm. And I think people will notice too, if we're mm-hmm. people of resting and um, there will just be something different about us. If we're rested and we're filled up and we're not trying to pour from an empty cup, like we were saying earlier, I think people will notice that. Um, And I think it also comes down to just realizing that our worth isn't found in how much we get done. Yeah. I feel like our culture really is like, how much are you getting done? What are you doing? You know, like, are you climbing your way to the top? Stuff like that. Maybe our worth isn't supposed to be found in that. And we're trying to do that. And that's why we're burned out. We're exhausted. We're filling our schedules. Like maybe our worth is just found in being a child of God and being who he loves. That's so good. Cause especially, so for me as a mother, right. Um, I want to make sure that my house is spotless. I want to make sure that my kids are fed and that they're this and that. And so 
ultimately what that means is I kind of run around like a chicken with my head cut off like most days trying to get everything done and then that just fills me with anxiety and frustration and then I like just picked up all those toys and now my kids are getting them back out again like ah Mm -hmm. which that's not that's not fair right but that's a stress that I'm putting on myself no one is telling me that everything has to be in a perfect I don't know perfectly organized at all times right um but like being their mother being a daughter of God that is good enough. And honestly, my kids would probably love it more if I didn't worry about the mess and just allowed them to like play and do whatever the heck, I mean, in context, (laughs) but like do what they wanted and not just be frustrated that they got Magna blocks out and the Legos out and the bag of balls out. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yes, so true. So just sitting and being present and not thinking about the next thing that needs to get done. Um, I think that's for me personally is a big thing. Just sitting, allowing the mess to happen, allowing the world to go on around us. It's not going to end just because we're not doing the thing. Yeah. Right. Yes. And that's a, that's a big thing. Yeah. I think, yeah, I was thinking that earlier that like, Sabbath rest is kind of like stepping back and being like the world can go on without me doing my things. And they like ultimately it was a time like when what with what you were saying, like the original design for Sabbath was to be like, you know, God can take take, can take care of all of these things. Like I don't have to go, you know, harvest the crops or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, all these different things like. God can take care of all these things for a day. I can just rest. I can just be. I can let God be who he is. And I can let him continue to be in control right. because I'm not in control in the first place. Right. And, and it, it like solidifies that principle of like God is in control. Right. God is in control. Yeah. That doesn't mean that there's not going to be storms or hardships or anything. But like god is in control and that is where our hope is that is yeah. where our rest is that is why like during the storm we can yeah. sit in his presence yes. and still be renewed yes. even in those like darkest moments yeah and i think that is the beauty of christianity and the beauty of our god he's a god that pursues us yeah um and he wants he wants to know us and he wants us to know him like it's not just a one-sided relationship yeah it is life-giving and so if we're taking that sabbath if we're taking those moments to be intentional with our time and not just Mm -hmm. let the day go on right like god will be there yeah because he wants he wants to pursue us and he wants us to pursue him and then you have those two things coming together and it's like it's beautiful it is it's awesome yeah wow this has been such a good conversation oh my gosh and to think we were well I was so nervous I don't know if I can say we but I was very nervous about this (laughs) just because I've never been I felt like I had to play Adam this time basically Mm -hmm. you know those um that listen to our podcast regularly you know that Adam typically carries the conversation and I just interject here and there but for in preparing for this you know I had to be prepared to carry the conversation and help it continue but Allie you made it so easy oh well thank thank you you. this is my first official podcast I've done like an interviewing where they had us 
um, on our computer. So I don't know how that worked out for them. But right. that's <laughs> so a- this is my first like speaking in a microphone yes. and hearing my voice. So thank You're you. You're a natural. Yes. Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, that Do you hear that, ladies? All moms can do this. Yes. You have a voice. You are not just a mom. I so can true. get caught up. I Even though I'm a quote unquote missionary, I still feel like I'm just a mom. And so sometimes like I don't feel like I have a lot to contribute. Yes. So there's any moms out there listening to this. You are a beautiful daughter of God and like he has done something inside of you. And that's worth everything that you're walking through. Yes. So. Absolutely. Allie, thank you. That, <laughs> I know that's going to speak. I know we have a few moms. I know of a few moms. I'm sure we have more than just a few, but I know specifically of a few moms who listen that that will mean a lot too. Oh. So thank you for sharing that. <laughs> um, how can we learn more about what you and Josh are doing in the DR? Is there a way that people can connect with you guys or a website or anything like that that they can go to? Yeah. So um, if you go to www, I'm going to say this and it might be hard, but casaspoorcristo.org. So C-A-S-A-S-P-O-R-C-R-I-S-T-O.org. Um, you can find everything that like Casas is doing on that website. You can look at the missionary page specifically and you can see Josh and I's bios. We have a bunch of different missionaries that work alongside us. Um if you want to give to our organization or specifically to Josh and I, uh, because we do um, self-support, we do fundraise for a living, um, you can go on the website for that, org. like I said. Um, and we'd love to talk with you. I don't know. <laughs> I would hate to like put my number on this thing, but um, you know, I'm sure you can get in contact with Chloe or Adam as well if you wanted to talk directly with Josh and I. Yes. We're gonna be at church on Sunday, which this is past, so I don't know. Maybe you talk to us on Sunday. Or not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the main way is just going to casasporcristo.org. You can find our emails there. Or just reach out to Chloe or Adam and they can get you in contact with us if you want like more specific information. And I know Union is going to continue to partner with Casas Por Cristo. You can go out on a build. You can come meet us and meet my two crazies (laughs) um, on like the house building part of it all. We would love to just fellowship with you and hear what God is doing in your life. and. Um, we love we love to talk with you. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, if you do want to get in touch with Allie and Josh and you need more info, feel free to message. If you're personal friends with me or Adam, feel free to message us on Facebook or whatever. Or um, you can definitely, definitely message the Messy Walk podcast, Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and we will get back in touch with you um, as quickly as we can. Um, Allie, thank you again for joining us today. I want you to come back and do this again soon because Uh I actually really enjoyed this a lot. (laughs) Well, it was my pleasure. Yes. Thanks God for all that he's done in us. Yes. (laughs) Amen. Absolutely. We could not do it without him. Right. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. Be sure to check us out on social media, on Facebook and Instagram and all that good stuff and share this episode with your friends. I feel like there is so much here that anybody could take away from um or take away from this conversation so please share this with your friends share it with somebody that you feel like could use a 
message about, you know, finding rest in God and not in what they, um, not finding worth in what they do. So thank you guys for joining us today and we will talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.